Well, now I'm back from Costa Rica, where I experienced the most amazing hospitality, both from the airport hotel we stayed in and the vacation rental we uh, spent a week in. Yeah, it was the best guest experience ever. And today I am talking guest experience with Jeremy Gall, the founder of Breezeway. And this is an interesting conversation. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. And as ever, I am super delighted to be back with you once again. Following a most amazing week of vacation in Costa Rica, I'm now back in Gulf Shores, Alabama. It's tough for for my work colleagues back in snowy Ontario, snowy and icy Ontario to hear from me. And of course, I'm posting photos from the Pacific Ocean and photos from the Gulf and generally being pretty unfair to them all because they have to stay there in the cold for the rest of the winter while I'm down here in Gulf Shores until April when we will wend our way back home. But just going back on the experience in Costa Rica, we stayed in what's, I would say, laughingly called an airport hotel. They describe themselves as an airport hotel, but in fact, it was this jungle oasis, this tropical garden oasis, if you like, about four kilometres from the airport, consisted of four casitas set in different parts of this tropical garden, and there there were a couple of rooms in the main casa. And we enjoyed the most amazing breakfast, all included in our $90 rental rate and accommodation with outside seating, which, you know, little table and chairs and lounging chairs and a hammock. I mentioned in my newsletter, if you get my newsletter and and you read it through, you'll have read where I said, you know, when you go on vacation, particularly if you're flying somewhere, Usually, if you know, if you're spending a night, the first night and the last night in a hotel, you don't consider it part of the vacation. It's it's just a means to an end. It's a means to get to your final destination. But this hotel we stayed at meant that our vacation began four kilometres from the airport because we were treated as such valued guests. We were given such amazing service from the moment we arrived to the moment we left the following morning with our rental car delivered to the hotel and all the paperwork done at our breakfast table. You know, no standing in line at an office and getting the spiel on CDW and the extra insurance you require. There was none of that. We just said, you know, decline the CDW. And the guy said, that's fine. Crossed it out and gave us the keys. When we returned at the end of the week, we didn't give the keys back to the car rental company. We gave the keys back to the to the hotel proprietor. And he said, yep, yeah, that's fine. He said, in 19 years of running this service, of having rental cars delivered to the hotel, we have never had a single issue of damage being done to a vehicle and you know getting into an argument with the guy who's walking around it with a camera and pointing out scratches that you had no idea were there and you had no idea how they happened. Even when you did your pre-takeaway inspection yourself. So yeah, there was none of that. They took away all that stress. The hotel was recommended to us by the owner of the villa that we stayed at where we got exactly the same amazing hospitality and service. So it's fitting really that our conversation today is with someone who knows a lot about guest expectations and a lot about guest reviews, actually, because he founded Flipkey. And if you were around in 2000, I think it was 2007, you'll remember the advent of Flipkey, where live reviews suddenly became the thing for vacation rentals. Jeremy Gall 
founded Flipkey. After Flipkey was acquired by TripAdvisor, Jeremy then went on to found Breezeway. And those of you who have been in the industry more than five minutes, you will know what Breezeway is, what they offer. I've certainly been talking about Breezeway a lot because we've been using their text messaging system over the past year and it has revolutionised our business. So I'm welcoming the opportunity to talk to Jeremy Gall and, you know, learn more about what he thinks about guest expectations, how they've risen over the years that he's been in this business, how COVID has changed those uh, expectations. And also I wanted to talk about guest communication because I know from my experience of, of just this past week that the communication between myself and the hotel and the vacation rental was second to none. And there was so much information that was delivered to us prior to going and the tone of it, 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 it just made such a difference. So I want to talk about this as well. So without further ado, let's move straight on over to this great conversation with Jeremy Gall from Breezeway. Okay, I'm super delighted to have with me today Jeremy Gall from Breezeway and formerly from Flipkey. I've been a customer of both. So I'm so delighted to speak to the person who founded both of these amazing platforms. Jeremy, welcome. Thank you so much, Heather. Happy to be here. I've, I've known you for many, many years too. This is the first time we get to chat on the podcast, but I'm, I'm happy to be a guest. So thanks for having me. Well, this is really great. You've got so much experience in this business and I know that we're going to have some great value for our audience today. So let's, let's kick off and just, you know, let me ask you to share for, for those, you know, odd people who may not have heard of either Flipkey or Breezeway, what your history of the industry is and, uh, and where it's taken you. Yeah, sure. I mean, we, um, I mean, pre Flipkey, I think, um, I went to a, a Eastern VRMA conference in North Carolina many, many years ago, I think 2005, and sort of stumbled on the vacation rental industry, as I think a lot of folks do, both guests and operators. And, you know, I think it was sort of love at first sight. We were thinking about what we were going to do, a business we were going to start. And we walked into this landscape between, property managers and individual owners and a lack of, uh, you know, tools for brand recognition. And so we built up the Flipkey platform as a guest review service and as a marketing channel. We thought we could really help people showcase with third-party reviews, how well they were, how well they were doing, and it would be a, an asset to those managers uh, on their websites as well. That turned out to be true. We sold that company to TripAdvisor eventually, but not before you know, building it up into a, a pretty big marketplace for rentals. I was fortunate enough to work with a lot of property managers who became my friends and colleagues. And then I learned from them as I thought about what I was going to do next. And I just looked at the landscape around operations and, and guest services. And, you know, I thought a lot of the marketing work had been solved for professional operators, managers, and and owners and hosts, but that the service was becoming more important and that there was a real need to dig in and see if we could provide some value and tools for people to be better at that. So I started Breezeway around 2017, and um, that's keeping me very busy. I, I imagine, I imagine. I, I mean, Breezeway is one of those names that everybody knows, and and I I just mentioned it in the introduction, and I said, you know, if you if you've been around for more than five minutes in this industry, you'll know who Breezeway are, and and we'll 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 go into a little bit more of that later on. But I just want to go back to Flipkey a little bit because, you know, I I started with my business partner. We started our property management company way back in two thousand and two, and by the time we got to I think two thousand and seven, you started Flipkey. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I think we probably had, we were on that cusp of, you know, as I think every every company gets to where you've got so many properties and you think, are we going to grow or just do we just cap it right now? And I believe we had about 35 properties then. And I remember this whole issue of live reviews. How can we do this? You know, how can we post a review and then not edit it? <laughs> I remember having these discussions with people, you know, are they serious that we'll just let people say whatever they want and we'll just publish it? Oh, 
And, and I'm sure you must remember people that. Were, oh, yeah. People were, people were very... I, I, the, one of the comments that I remember from that time was managers would say to us, well, we can't possibly post a review of someone's home. The, the homeowners will be so upset if they're reading comments about their home, you know, from the guest. And there was a lot of trepidation and, and sort of fear and a lot of education uh, that we were able to do to help people understand that, you know, first of all, you're likely going to get great reviews because you're good at what you do. And people really enjoy the experience. It's a great product. Vacation rentals that are professionally delivered are just a great product for the guest. And, you know, so, I mean, first of all, the reviews tended to be positive to begin with. Any issues did lend credibility to all the other reviews, made you feel more real, made you feel fallible and human um, so that some things could go wrong. And then we put a lot of effort into helping people you know, make sure they could respond. But yes, Heather, I mean, people don't recall, I think, you know, this, these days, somebody, I saw a news article today, a new property manager will be accepting cryptocurrency and it's one gigabyte internet and uh, elect EV car, you know, charging at every unit. And it's, it's incredible, right? It feels very futuristic. Uh, but I think many people who haven't been in the industry for a long time forget mm-hmm. that not that long ago, you know, we weren't just talking about whether or not people would provide a review. We were debating whether or not people would take bookings online mm-hmm. because guests wanted to pay by check. And, and you know, it's really, it was a different world. I so remember the founder of Canada Stays. Canada Stays oh, yeah. ultimately went to, uh, uh, to Expedia. But Canada Stays founder, Mark Bordeaux, came up to me at a Cottage Life event in Toronto. And that was around about that same time. And he just started this little company. I think it was called Cottage Country Rentals. And he was talking to me about online bookings. And I said, you are kidding me. Nobody, no owner is ever, ever going to allow that. And he was absolutely convinced. And I think it was a year or it was a couple of years that I argued backwards and forwards with him that this was never going to happen. Mind you, I also remember having a conversation with Matt Landau at one point at the advent of Airbnb. And it was very in the early stages of this podcast where we said, yeah, Airbnb is not going to (laughs) last. You know, I think very early on they did, they've done some, they deserve all the success that they've had and the credit. They made some very smart choices. They took some big risks to sort of think a little differently about the industry and and they really do deserve that credit. But it's true, you know, that was different. It was Mm -hmm. different for people. And that was very online booking forward, letting go of screening your guests, letting the process and the platform sort of flourish. And there was just so much resistance. It was such an interesting period of time, right? At this exact same moment, this is exactly when Brian Sharples and Carl Shepard were, you know, rolling up online properties under the home away brand and trying to sort of like change the marketplace all at the same time. It's, you know, the history of travel is going to look back at that little period and be like, wow, this was, this was really incredible. This was different. It, it was, it was fascinating. And I, I, I loved actually being part of, of that, you know, when we first started renting our properties in Ontario, we, we still had the catalog, you know, the print catalog, that came out every year. And it was the times when, you know, guests expected that they would have to clean the place at the end of their vacation. They spent their last day scrubbing toilets and mopping floors and wiping finger marks off windows. And they they had to bring their own linens and pillows and blankets, absolutely everything. They sort of walked because they rented really the location um, and, and a bed to sleep in, not the service that now comes along with it. So this is what we're going to be talking about really is, is about how those guest expectations are changing. Because I know I, I still speak to owners, new owners, who are taken aback when I say, no, the days of asking guests to leave the place as found, are, you know, that, that that's long gone. But we still have some owners yeah. who, who are thinking it's there. But we know guest expectations have changed. So let's let's fast forward now. What What are guest expectations are they really taking it from resorts and hotels or or are they or is it just because of coming now from previous experience of really well well run vacation rentals i think it's a combination of a few factors and we're not 
totally there yet. I think, you know, we've always thought that, and I've always thought this guest rise in guest expectations is a continuum, and it probably has no end in sight. It's just this, you know, up and to the right slope that just keeps going. But I think it's more of aspirational, right? Which is like the perfect scenario for a guest is a unique place to stay, a unique, authentic, beautiful place to stay that is incredibly clean and is a hospitality experience just like they get in a cookie cutter hotel. Like that's a phenomenal aspirational experience. And there are a few people that truly deliver that. But in a guest's mind, I think in all of our minds as consumers, like that's where we want to be. And it's just how we sort of like step our way there. And I believe a few things are helping us do that, right? Vacation rentals, incredibly resilient during the pandemic, a lot more market share, a lot more exposure, Airbnb going public, always being in the news, a lot more exposure. It's brought new people to the category who hadn't stayed in a rental, hadn't stayed in a cottage before, were typical hotel customers. It's made hotels think differently about it. Hotels are not going to go back to. So is it this like lofty, it's got to be just like the Four Seasons? No, because, you know, the hotels are changing too. I don't know the last time you stayed in a hotel, but the last two trips that I've been on, daily turn service is out. It's not going to happen anymore. Mm -hmm. Some of it's staffing. uh, Some of it's staffing for sure that they just can't staff it. But I think hotels have woken up to say, okay, wait a second. If we're really competing with rentals, you know, what can we learn as well where we're going to match to the expectation? And do we really have to clean? Do we have to clean the room and do turn down service every day of your stay if you don't ask for it? Probably not. We can probably get away without doing it. And so I think that's interesting. Yeah. But I mean, prior, it, it, it's clear priorities seem to be, you know, adjusting along the way. And I last stayed in a hotel two nights ago and <laughs> it was in San Jose, Costa Rica. And it was the most phenomenal, phenomenal experience. But it was a vacation rental experience in a hotel. Everything from being met at the door to being offered, a, you know, a, a fresh drink. And this was an airport hotel offered a, a freshly squeezed pineapple juice on arrival. Having the rental car delivered to my door, delivered to the breakfast table, basically. So it was service. And I couldn't have cared less if I was staying two nights. I couldn't have cared less about having the bed turned down and a chocolate on the pillow. It was about... Yeah, it it's was a, a shift. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's I, a real shift. And I think that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. So... I think, I think that's what's happening at rentals. I think that's what's happening at rentals, which is the cleaning, you know, the spotless cleaning is a given. Mm-hmm. The The turnover experience, yes, you should, you know... I, I sometimes cringe when I stay in a rental and you get the checkout instructions and you think to yourself like, well, these should be very, they should be very short, which is let me know that you're, <laughs> let me know that you're checking out, yeah. right? Um, not necessarily make sure you've put in a load of laundry and you've loaded the dishwasher and you've stripped all the beds, you know, it's not necessarily what you want to do. And it depends. I think it depends on the operator and the experience, whether or not that feels acceptable, depending on where you are. And I can't, I can't, we could probably nail it if we spend enough time talking about it, but I think there's some operators where that will work and somewhere that just will not. But I agree with you. It has to do with the service that's around that. Mm-hmm. How can we help? You? How can we engage with your stay and make sure that we're really delivering an experience? Well, I think, I mean, to me, it's also, it's, it's about, you know, guests have have expectations, but we have a responsibility to set some of those. 100%. Yeah. So we have the responsibility 100%. as managers and owners to go out and say, okay, you're, you're coming to stay with us. This is what we expect of you. And it could be, you know, we, we don't expect you to strip the beds, but it could be, you know, we do ask you because we're in a remote area to close all the windows before you leave and turn the air conditioning down. So, yeah. So, you know, that, that, that comes on to communication, in fact, which we're going to talk about um, in a minute, you know, how we communicate those, the expectations that we have of guests, as well as understanding what expectations they are bringing to us. And I know from, from my experience, being in an area with lots of rural, very, very rural properties, the 
we have to set expectations. And, you know, yeah. what, you know going back to, you know, keep going back to Costa Rica last week, which was an awesome experience. Um, but we had the expectation that there would be power outages while we were there because there's always power outages. And we had maybe, I mean, the power went off every day at some point, even if it was just for few, a few minutes. And then another time it was, it went off at night and it went off for two hours and it was pitch black. But we had that expectation that it would happen. And we also had the means. Now, I, I would hate to have Justin Ford, your director of safety, on here at the moment when I say we had candles. <laughs> we had candles. <laughs> Those tonight. are not popular. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, the expectations were please bring flashlights with you because we can't guarantee that we'll be able to get batteries for our flashlights and we, we don't want you to be unsafe. So, you know, th those expectations were set. And I think, I think that was, that was amazing. We went through a week, we had half a dozen power outages. We didn't think about it at all, except it was a great experience in all. So I think, um, yeah, expectations go both ways. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful example of it. And I think it's also those expectations can be part of the allure of the experience, right? Like they can be the, the fact that depending on how that's communicated, that can be part of the allure of what it's like to stay there, right? And you've mm -hmm. mentally like built up this even before your trip that like, well, the power might go out and we'll need flashlights. It sounds cool. Like it'll be okay. Yeah. And, and you know, that the sounds on the roof at night are just the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> um, um so so yeah it, it was interesting actually and i like to do this and i'm sure you do this all the time is is take your vacations in vacation rentals so you can experience really. it yourself so so what was your last experience in a, in a vacation rental last experience in a vacation rental we went on a ski trip i've got four little kids and so it was a family ski trip for just a couple of days nice rental in new hampshire um, new to the sort of like new to the rental market, but well done. Uh, I think well communicated, um, set up. You know, it's little things like there's a fireplace and the porch is fully stacked with wood. Mm -hmm. So grab what you need, right? Whereas like, just think about that one little vignette of a story. Imagine there's a fireplace, but there isn't firewood. <laughs> yeah. And you have to go get it. It's just like, it was horrible. That would be, you know, be really disappointing. And I think that sort of fits into like the expectation, right? They didn't tell us they were going to have firewood, or but we knew there was a fireplace, et cetera. Well done. I think, you know, I do get concerned about safety. I've got a lot of bunch of little kids. We travel with a carbon monoxide detector when we go to rentals just to be on the safe side um, so they don't feel like I have to test. Mm -hmm. You know, I think best practice, Justin would tell you to test um, the alarms when you go in. And that feels, you know, I don't follow that practice. I probably should, but instead I just bring my own um, and we plug it in. And that way I know it's good. That way I know it's going to work, but it was a great experience. Kids loved it, you know, loved it. So, so did you have, um, so this is something I sort of talked to, to Justin about. Did, did you have, I mean, how old did, let's start with how old your kids are. 10, 8, 5, and 2. Oh, right. So, so you have different needs at different levels there. So, so did you have, you know, what, would you say it was it was child friendly and was that communicated to you beforehand? Yes, great question. It was, and I think that's another good point, right? Which is, I think this is part of what's we think about guest expectations and talk about it a lot in the context of quality, in the context of the good old day, you know, the olden days that we were talking about was sort of the beginning of moving from the catalog and getting all the properties online, right? Mm -hmm. It had it kind of had little to do with quality and it had more to do with just a transition of how you find them and how you book them. Well, we did a good job over the last X years getting all of these properties online or a good number of them. Now the job is understanding like what's the quality of these, what's the quality of these properties in these homes? Cause that's part of the guest expectation as well. And so I think a lot of the, a lot of managers and the booking, the booking sites have done a really nice job helping people understand like what's the layout of the property. Mm -hmm. Like let's make sure they've got pictures where people can understand because it's not just for us, I mean, it's super, I guess in the weeds and unique to us, but with that many kids in that different ages, 
you know, the bed configuration in a, in a rental makes a difference to us. Mm-hmm. It's got to work well. You know, we don't want to have bedrooms that are su- super separated by floors or aren't going to work for our, our little ones. So yeah, it was communicated well. And I think it, and it lived and it lived up to it. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right on that point. And you don't want to, you know, you on the top floor in the loft in the, in the master bedroom and, and the kids down in the basement, <laughs> two floors below. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I think it's really good. And I think communication, you know, clients like this use our messaging product to sort of communicate, make sure that people are ready. I think part of expectations is also like, hey, we're, we're paying attention to your, we're paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. We're paying attention to your stay and we want to make sure that you're going to, you're going to um, have a great time. And so we're checking in with you, meeting you in the, in the mode of communication, you know, that's most useful to you as well. I think that's helpful. Yeah. Well, let, let's, let's move on to, I mean, I wanted to, I want to ask first of all about how the experience of the pandemic has has changed expectations. You know, I know, you know, cleanliness has always been an issue, but of course it it became a priority due certainly during the 20 you know the early early part of the pandemic in 2020. And I know that Breezeway produced this wonderful checklist which which I downloaded and sent out to every single one of my owners and they had that in their properties, you know, and I I I think it I, I our owners talk about it, you know, that breezeway checklist. It was it was great. <laughs> I love um, that. Yeah. Um because it was the most comprehensive if one, um, but it didn't go so far as to, I don't know, scare the cleaners off. It it, yeah. it was just done in yeah. such a way that they saw the point of it, shall we say. Yeah. But uh, but in, in terms of guest expe- expectations, what do you hear now, now that we are dare I say it, approaching the end of all this? Do you think expectations have changed permanently? It's a great question. I think, and maybe some of this is controversial, but it's true, it's my opinion. I think that during the pandemic, cleanliness has always been important. It's always been a factor. It may be something that folks tolerated a little more or less. Again, very dependent on the supply. You know, rural... It depends on the kind of experience that, that you're going to have, right? You probably have a little more leeway in some rural destinations if there's going to be bugs on the floor, et cetera. Your price point, whether it's luxury, it isn't, et cetera. You know, there's, there's a little bit of wiggle room, but cleanliness is always important. Nobody wants to check in to a, a dirty a dirty home. It's gross, right? And I think the pandemic just sort of shined a priority on that, but this was already happening. And I think people who are professionals, your audience – People, professionals in this market have long ago understood that cleanliness is paramount and a dirty home just sets the guest up for a terrible mm-hmm. vacation and it puts you behind and now they're questioning all sorts of everything else. Then the next one thing that goes wrong, now they're really questioning and they're like, well, is this home really great for my stay? Is this really going to be a great place for my vacation? Am I going to have a great experience here? Because now my radar's up. I walked in, it wasn't really clean. Something else was out of place. Now I'm like looking around and I think that puts a lot of pressure. So professionals long ago figured that out, really put a focus on cleanliness. The pandemic sort of shined it, I think on another higher level that was like, look, I don't want to tolerate Things need to be of a higher quality and order now, you know. Mm. If the silverware drawer is all disorganized and pots and pans are all over the place, it's probably a signal to, like, how the rest of this property is being maintained and turned over and prepared for me for a really good experience, you know. I think I think guest radar is just up a little bit more, um, not just on cleanliness, but just it's a factor that was that was happening already, and just got accelerated maybe a year or two. And yeah, I think it's, I don't think, I don't think guest expectations go back. Consumer expectations don't go backwards, mm-hmm. right? Maybe on the, maybe airlines, I, I say, I've said this before at conferences, maybe airlines get away with sort of moving back and forth on what consumers can expect. But in almost every other industry, it just continues to move up and you set a new baseline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So is, is there anything beyond cleanliness? Have you seen a change in, in what people, what guests are looking for that may have stemmed from the pandemic? 
Yeah, I think they're looking for that level of... I don't think they're super concerned anymore about, like, understanding your cleaning protocols, quite honestly. I don't think that's... We saw a time when that was very, very guest forward. You would include your cleaning protocol maybe in an image on your listing, you know, which was incredible and, like, very, very forward. I think now it's more... Tell me how this property is being maintained. Tell me how, mm. tell me what you're doing to make sure that this is going to be a great experience. I want to learn and be, as a guest, I want to understand what's the brand, big or small, that's kind of behind this that, that I'm dealing with. What's the profile of the owner or, or, the, or the professional who is, who's managing this rental, who's going to be you know, responsible for my trip? Mm-hmm. I mean, people care. People are more in tune with that now, post pandemic, than I think they were before. I think before it was, well, I'm just going to find anything on, you know, on wherever my my search engine of choice, or if I know my local market and I'm a savvy shopper, maybe I'm going to go into Google and I'm going to find great managers. But I think people were somewhat agnostic about where they were staying, unfortunately, and I think that's really changed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I I think you're just spot on with with that one. I want to oh, I want yeah, with that in mind, I want to talk about safety because that's uh, the, the the whole aspect of of safety is probably not something that was front of mind for property owners. I mean, maybe more so with managers, but not necessarily with independent property owners. And, I, and I'm sure, you know, in Ontario, safety is, has never been high priority. You know, we, we see decks that were built in, in the 1950s with the great gaps in, you know. I don't, now I look at and I remember going 20 years ago to a property and saying, oh, this is a really lovely deck, not thinking, you know. Anybody could fall off, you know, crawl <laughs> through and just drop off. But safe, yeah. how, how much do you think safety is a factor in guest choices these days? Are they thinking about it more? I mean, I know that Breezeway has a, an amazing focus on safety now, but are, is, is that part of a guest thinking as they're choosing a location and a, an accommodation? I think it's growing in guest consciousness. I think it's still, still a little bit limited. Safety during the pandemic became sort of mixed in with cleanliness, um, obviously with COVID. I think coming out, the focus is going to be on quality and the focus on safety as a big pillar of quality is going to increase because I believe, you know, we'll see the marketplaces really push on that. We'll see regulation push on that. We'll see professionals push on that because a lot of work goes in. I think this is a commonality in the industry. This was ba- same back to the Flipkey days, right? The hard part about being listed on HomeAway 20 years ago or however long ago and being next to a hobbyist owner mm-hmm. that didn't really take it seriously was that's painful for the professional who puts in a lot of extra effort and can't showcase that effort, right? Costs more money to do that. There's, man- there's, there's real management costs associated with being a professional. And when they're side by side and you can't really differentiate that, it's very difficult. So I think we'll see everyone has a vested interest in safety and quality being ratcheted up and being more in the consumer's consciousness. Yeah, and a big shout out here to, uh, to Justin Ford, who is, is, who is spearheading your... He really has. Yeah, he has for years. He's dedicated himself to this. He's, you know, I was just on the phone with him earlier today on Zoom. But, you know, he has really dedicated himself to this as like his passion. And he's he's mm-hmm. wants to make sure that people understand how to be safe in these rentals and how what they should be looking for. And it's very interesting because it's not it's different than a, we know these are not commercial properties. So it's not a commercial standard of safety. It's not a hotel. It's a private property. But we also know that it's private homes that are getting a high level of utilization and new people coming into them, right? It's one thing to understand whether or not your home is safe for you that you live in, you know, 365 days a year, right? Because you're accustomed to it. It's another thing to take a lens of what's it like for someone new to come into a brand new space, a lovely space, often large homes that can handle, you know, multiple bedrooms, lots of guests, multi-generational guests. Mm -hmm. And think about someone who is unfamiliar with this property 
how can we make sure they're going to have a safe experience and how can they get up to speed with you know what's going on in this property yeah and just just super super important as as we were we've sort of discussed before we started recording this you know in ontario it's it, safety has never been never been the at, at the forefront and i know when i've gone out to meet new owners and i've looked at their you know, they're beautifully laid out basement bedrooms and said we cannot market these bedrooms because there's no egress and i've heard this what does that mean <laughs> and and ha- having to actually explain yeah. that there needs to be two methods of of exit well well there is a window but no person is ever going to fit through that window so it's you know it's for us it's been a little bit of an uphill battle but just having that knowledge as you know i i i did the course with justin i'm a certified safety person now i love it and and i go out to properties now with an entirely new perspective you know i'm yeah. i'm just not i just don't i don't have the dollar signs in my head like i used to you know how, how is this going to add to my program but how is this going to add in terms of safety to my program because you know yeah, I think, go on i think it's wonderful and i think it's a new i think it's wonderful it's still fairly new but i think we will see and we're going to be promoting it more and more and we have a number of initiatives over the next year to push this even more to promote that because uh we want to level up the folks who might not look at it that way mm-hmm. give them that same education and then you know let that trickle down throughout the whole market i think there is just Yeah, there is a large portion of this vacation rental market who really wants to be good at what they do. And yes, there are many yeah. people who are already very very good, but then there's a lot of aspirational people. They want to be better. Mm-hmm. They just might not have the tools, they might not have the knowledge, and we're trying to help solve that. And and the other thing of course that comes into it is risk. You know, there there is a risk in doing this business in terms of you know, strangers coming into your home who are not familiar with and and you've mentioned this, you know, these are homes that perhaps people use and have used constantly for years it's very different for somebody to come in from outside who has no familiarity with that home i i remember going to a property in the bahamas years ago and once again power outages you know pretty common in some of these places and on the very first night waking up to the lights being out and then trying to make my way to a bathroom with absolutely no lights whatsoever and tripping over a step Um, yeah. Now when I'm going to a property I am looking for this. I'm looking for the for a night light. Motion activated the the, light. It's so simple but no but people don't seem to it, think it, about that. It really is my the team I was on the Today show here in America and I, there was a little tiny segment about night lights and my team loves to make fun of me about it. Um and it is it is humorous internal chatter but it is very interesting. It is one of these small things. if you're traveling with kids or you're in an unfamiliar place like the opportunity to have night lights in your unit is like it can be a game changer mm-hmm. you know it, um it can really make a big difference and if you don't you know it can be a it can be a struggle yeah. um so so hey listeners those of you listening into this if there's one thing you do after listening to this it's go out and buy some motion activated night lights they're cheap you can buy them I know I should start s- I might have to start selling them yeah <laughs> I might have to start selling them the, uh, um no I think that's true I think you know one of the things too we were talking about at the top before we started other was around you know communication mm-hmm. and I think that's part of it too we think about like that's one of the things we love about and and I pushed for in our messaging product which was you know make it really easy for people to send a post arrival text message to guests and you know even even coach people in pre can it to say hey Heather you you just we're so happy you're staying with us we know you just checked in yesterday let us know if you're having any problems like let us know if everything's going okay or you have any questions about the home because i think that part of the experience is just so valuable i think it's a perfect touch to the guest to let them know that you care mm-hmm. it helps you get ahead of any concerns it's engaging you know uh but it's not you know over the top and we just see incredible reaction to that so you know for listeners as well like if you're not using our product whatever it is you do use like i think that's just like that's a really nice thing to do the day after check in or the afternoon after and it's just a timely message not via email but you know via text to say 
hey, look, is everything going okay? We just wanted to check in, and we hope your your trip's off to a great start. We started using this last year, um, first time, 20 years of business, and the, it was it was completely revolutionary. And I think we we all, if if we were in the same office, we'd have we'd have sort of sat and looked at each other and gone, why did we never do this before? And and just simply introducing text messaging and automate the automated message. We actually we, we send one the night before they leave that says you're packing up, but you're really excited. Don't forget that all the information we we use um, TouchStay. We use the TouchStay platform for our digital guest guides. So you know don't yeah. don't forget to have a look at your guest guide, and we put a link to the guest guide. And then we have a message the following morning. Hope you had a great night. If you've got any problems, you know, hope you experience and ex- you know, had a great experience on arrival. And we're now getting this this backwards and forwarding with the guest. The communication is in place, and it's it, I, I can't speak highly enough of implementing a text messaging system. Yeah, I mean the benefits to the business, the, big or small, are phenomenal. Another one that we've heard a lot of folks have success with is is actually back to guest reviews and, you know, sending a link to, you know, especially if a business is trying to build up their Google reviews, sending a link to Google profile via text very shortly after checkout. We're seeing a lot of clients have tremendous success because the guest is in the moment you know, they're leaving, they're driving away. One person's driving, one person's in the passenger seat. And, you know, they just engage with it right away. And it's perfectly simple. It's top of mind. They've just left. It's on their phone. They're already on their phone. They don't want to be checking their email there. Mm-hmm. And like the email link is not not nearly as effective. And we've, we've heard a lot of people have tremendous success doing that. You made a comment in a blog post a while back, I think. It really struck me. And it says, guests are not looking for a pen pal on vacation. So the communication with the guest should be focused on actionable tasks, which is why it's important that messages are tightly tied in with operational uh, activity. Can you expand a little bit on that? You know, I understand the bit about guests don't want a pen pal on vacation. They don't want to be your friend. But what no. do you, what do you yeah, mean by tying what, gonna... what do you mean by tying it into operational tasks? Yeah, I was nervous when you said you were going to pull up a quote that I had said because it, it could have been anything. But um, the um, uh, what I mean is that, you know, and, and it's funny, I had this debate um, with somebody in the industry about text messaging and, and guest in-stay communication and whether it was a marketing activity or an operations activity. And, and I'm firmly in the camp that it's operations because, which I think is what I mean by they don't want a pen pal and it's not... It's not market. You're not sending these messages for a marketing engagement purpose. You're sending them directly tied to action, right? You mm-hmm. you are sending a pre-arrival message because you want to make sure the guest easily knows how to get into the property. And if they don't, you want to be able to react to a resp- You know, you want them to be able to respond, and you want to react to it. You want to send a message after arrival because if something isn't right or they are having trouble with something. You want to turn that into an operational task easily that you can track back and keep the guest informed through automated, you know, service updates to say, great, we're on top of it. You need more towels. Somebody's coming. Trouble mm-hmm. with the HVAC. Great. We assign that and so-and-so is going to come. And the same thing with the same thing with checkout, right? Like when you are sending your checkout message, if you find out that they have checked out and they've checked out early, you want you're in a better position if that's closely tied to your cleaners so that the guest tells you they left early, your cleaner knows early, and they can go in and clean early. All of which, you know, everyone should be selling early check-in, late mm-hmm. checkout, just like a hotel. Well, Even if you only have a couple of properties, money on the table, everyone should be selling it. But you need to really know if they've left and mm-hmm. you need to know if your cleaning and your operations can be done in time to actually sell it. Yeah, exactly. This is a great segue into really the breezeway operation. Um, This has been a great conversation. So I I want to give you that opportunity just to tell us a little bit more about breezeway and what people can um, expect from, from the platform. And I know that, I mean, we just used the text messaging platform, which has been amazing, but uh, I'd like to hear more about the, the operational side of it. 
a little bit more from yeah you. no I, I appreciate that briefly you know we we built breezeway to be an operations platform because we felt that the service at the units deserved its own was a deep enough thorny enough problem to do well that professionals and, and operators would be well served by some technology and software and a platform that's purposefully dedicated to that, which is you have to spend enormous time, resources, and money to do this job well. And it's a dance of coordination, touching these properties, understanding, you know, the best vacation rentals are typically unique. They're unique homes. You may have a few, you may have a few hundred, and they're all different. And so understanding the profile of the property how you actually want to maintain a brand standard across a hundred properties and then get it done, deliver it in a really nice way for the next guest. It's hard. And so Breezeway is an operations platform to help you, to help you do that. So every time you're touching the property, whether it's cleanings or inspections, safety, routine maintenance, preventative maintenance, et cetera, guest and owner requests, you know, everything that you need to do, your staff, your service partners, helping you coordinate that, understand that it's being done and it's being done right. Um, and then it ties into you know, a messaging platform so that you can communicate with your guests. We're really focused on, you know, I have a lot of sympathy that being a professional vacation rental operator is a hard job and it's a multidisciplinary job. Our goal at Breezeway is to say, hey, look, on the operations piece of it, the back end, all the magic that you do that you might not get a lot of credit for and exposure, we want to help that be easier for you. I'm from someone who's, you know, been in the business for, for 20, 20 years now. Our, our company's been going since 2002. We had nothing, nothing like this. Uh, as as those, those listeners, those few listeners I have who, who were there, you'll remember Excel spreadsheets and fax machines and... <laughs> Picking up the telephone and a few emails here and there. So, so to have something like this, which which streamlines the operations. I mean, we all want that that streamlining, so that you know, going into work in the morning is not like it used to be. Opening up the emails and going, oh my gosh, all this stuff that's happened overnight. How do we deal with it? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, or or it's or it's so that you can go in. It's so that you can go in in the morning and. We can take some of that. We can do our best work, you know, and I think we still have a lot of work to do. I think there's still tremendous value that we can bring to the market. But it's so that you can go into the morning and the work that our clients can do can really be felt by their guests and their owners. And, And we can try to remove more of the mundane and the administrative work and the coordination. Computers can be really, you know. Computers should be very, very good at that. And there's we've put a lot of effort into that and we're we still have more to go. But that's the goal is that, you know, we should be able to very much supplement the human work that you put into this so that your guests can really feel that human touch and remove a lot of the admin work. Well, you're doing a great job, uh, Jeremy, you and your team. And and it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Of course, there will be a link to Breezeway. If anybody doesn't know how to find Breezeway, there'll be a link to Breezeway on the end of the show notes. So make sure you go there and, and take a look. And, you know, as a user, certainly the text messaging system, you know, I'm I'm coming right out and endorsing that because as I say, it was, oh, I it was it. revolutionary for us. And, and I have to say the team at Breezeway are just amazing. I, I love everybody. You've, you've really done a great yeah, job in you. assembling such a, a skilled and great team. Well, we love that. Nothing makes it, you, you know, when people write in and, and we get a lot of, we get, uh, nothing makes the whole team happier than they get a compliment from a customer uh, either that the sales, you know, that they really enjoyed this. This happens. We get people write in and they say, we really enjoyed the conversation with Matt or Rachel on the sales team and they really know what they're doing and like great people, you know, and it's like that gets broadcast to the whole team and, you know, it makes everybody really happy. And so I love hearing that. Thank you so much for having us. For those listeners who can't see Heather, uh, it's very distracting. Um, <laughs> she is in a, 
<laughs> she has a beautiful um she's in a beautiful location and it's worth pointing out that it's it's definitely distracting but thanks so much to be for having me on the show and and being a customer both at Flipkey and at Breezeway. It's been an it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Well, thank you very much Jeremy Gall from Breezeway. That was a super discussion. Always so nice to talk to. I mean, I love talking to everybody in this industry, but those people who go back to, you know, the early 2000s and and even before, uh, it's it's so great because, you know, they were there at the time before Airbnb, you know, before the industry got airbnb eyes, if you like. And, you know, the, those early days of, well, I suppose, you know, it, what it in the early 2000s, it wasn't necessarily the Wild West, but it, you know, compared to now, you know, we go back and it, uh, it certainly, certainly feels like it, it was, was like that. So, so thanks, Jeremy, for joining me. Really enjoyed that, uh, that conversation. So back, uh, you know, I'm back in Gulf Shores now, Gulf Shores, Alabama. As, as Jeremy noted, he could actually see the view that's out of the back of my uh, window as I'm recording this. Uh, which is why he commented on it, because I we are backed up to a lake. So, you know, you can see the water rippling and the sunshine on the water. So, so that's what he was commenting on. It really is pretty idyllic here. Actually, I'm leading quite an idyllic life, you know, Gulf Shores and Costa Rica and now planning. And this is something you're going to be hear, hearing about over the next few months, um, planning a get together with my son in Germany in uh, in late July and August. And we have just rented a beautiful villa. I have to say on Airbnb because we could not find this property to do a direct booking, um, but we've rented a villa in the Black Forest of um, southern Germany. So we're going to meet up with with my son and his wife and the grandchildren, one of whom I've never met yet, who will be nearly two. And my other son, Mike, and his family are coming too. So uh, you're going to be hearing a little bit more about that as, you know, I get maybe or maybe not communication from the owner of the uh, the villa in the Black Forest, because I always like to share my experiences with vacation rental. So that's coming up. Also coming up are some more property manager interviews and some general manager interviews because as our company has moved towards handing a lot of the operational work over to a general manager, I've realised how important this all is and getting the right person for this role. So I want to talk to some more general managers about how they manage their work on a day-to-day basis, both operationally and strategically. So you'll be hearing more of that. So that's it for this week. Uh, I will, I'm actually going to head out and sit in the sunshine, read a book and take a walk. You know, all the stuff that you do when you're not shoveling snow. So thank you so much for joining me. I'll be with you again next week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.